This episode of the Beer Brawl is presented with no commercial interruption by simplybeer.com. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to clown. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. Just take a little bit every now and then. All right, welcome to another Beer Brawl. This is Peter Kennedy from Simply Beer. Tonight we have Mark Jackson with us, as usual. Hello, How everyone. You doing, Mark? Okay. And uh, my dad, who flew in from California just solely to be on this podcast. Actually. <laughs> He's here visiting in town, so I thought what better way to uh, get him involved with the beer than to have him join us on this podcast. Delighted to be here. All right. He's going to bring that laid-back California sensibility to the whole affair. <laughs> At least sensibility. Well, that, yeah, sensibility. All right, so tonight we're going to be doing American porters. Uh, first one up will be the uh, Elijah and Persis porter. Then we're going to try the Avery New World porter, the Rogue Mocha porter, and the Stone Smoke porter. And finishing off the night... With actually, technically, it's considered a Baltic porter, but I, Baltic porters, Imperial porters, kind of fall into the same class. So we'll be finishing off the night with an Imperial porter. Should be a fun night. Got some good good beers coming up. Yeah, we were gonna do more, but I figured uh, five's plenty. <laughs> five five is good. Good number. Yeah, then we try to start getting into some of the brown porters, the European porters. And you get a little different things here. These porters are are gonna be. Fairly malty, maybe a little burnt flavor to them because they do use a lot of dark roasted malts. Um, like I said, they would be malty. Uh, sweetness like toffee, caramel, chocolate, plus other things like coffee, uh, maybe even some dark fruit uh, like plums or blackberries or currants or something like that you might find in some of these beers as well. So it should be good. I love this style of beer. One of my favorite styles of beer. All right, so we ready to start? Always ready. All right, so first up is the uh, Elijah Persis Porter. Uh, this is a beer from Washington. It comes in at about 5.4% uh, ABV. Big thick head on that. Yeah. Sorry about that, Mark. Mm -hmm. A little bit more. You know, I'm pouring these pretty gently and. It's still most, coming out most with head I've had in a while, so it's <laughs> thrilled. Look at that. Yes, it's, it's some highly carbonated. I mean, you heard it when we opened the beer. Yes, whoosh, that whoosh. Yeah. Very thick head, dark color. Beer itself is, looks like it's got some ruby highlights to it. You know, it's dark. Yeah, good carbonation coming out of this all along the side of the glass. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Mm. Smells nice, too. Very rich. A little chocolate and a little coffee. Yeah, I can smell the coffee. So I was on their uh, website, and they say this is named after the Slayer of Medusa and the rescue of Andromedia. Could be Andromeda, too. Andromeda. Andromeda. That matter. One of those. Uh, Along that strain. Part the old, <laughs> the old part. A lot of these, you know. Right, well, you, tell me, you tell me what that says. What? Andromeda. Okay, so I'm an idiot. Named for the Slayer of the Gorgon Medusa and rescuer of Andromeda. Did you ever watch Star Trek when they talk about going to the Andromeda Galaxy and uh, you know no. and, and you know no okay you know I'm I'm not real hip on Greek mythology either so and Star Trek either I guess <laughs> huh? sorry it's amazing how much they touch on the mythology with some of these beers though it's not the first time that that we've talked about mythology with beer no but since beer goes back thousands of years hey I Why can not? understand it so this is an amazingly as even I was drinking this beer it's how just stable that is. Yeah, that that head is just not moving anywhere. Wow! You can taste some of the, a little bit of that burntness in the beer. Good stuff. Good way to start off the the night. And I don't recommend any of these be served at forty degrees, do they? <laughs> no, I know. we're not going to get that, into that again. No, we won't. We won't. That was <laughs> I, I. It was obviously miss uh, an error somewhere along the way with that deal. So for for those of you um, who don't know, last week we did a, a wonderful podcast. Uh, down in Putin at the, or by the uh, liquor outlet, 
And uh, unfortunately, had some technical difficulties, never got a, a podcast out of it. But that night, while we were drinking the uh, Goose Island Bourbon <laughs> Stout, Bourbon County Stout, Mark and I had a lengthy discussion about whether or not the beer should be drunk at room temperature or, as the label says, at 40 degrees. Was it the label or the website? I think it was the website that said 40 degrees. So that's what leads me to believe that something was askew there. Right. Well, it it was a 13% alcohol beer, um, but as it got warmer, that alcohol really came through. But even at 40 degrees, I mean... You don't even drink we'll most wheat beers at, at 40 degrees. Well, well, we'll revisit this at some other time. Yeah. Right? All right. So, yeah, these porters were just taken out of the fridge a little while ago. I got to so. tell you, I, I was very much wasted that night after drinking those beers. And I was driving home. Obviously, I was weaving to and fro on, on the major interstate. So, of course, what do you think I see? I see the lights in the rearview mirror, the red, you know, the smoky. He pulls me over and... Cop says, did you know that a few intersections back, your wife fell out of your car? And I was like, oh, thank God, thank heavens, I sighed. For a minute there, I thought I'd gone deaf. <laughs> but I'm bummed. No, I wasn't, never drink and drive, always drink responsibly. No, that we particular had a, night, we had a designated driver. We had a designated driver, and he drove both myself and, and Mark home. So that was just a little setup for the joke. Yeah. This is a great beer. This I, I think good. so. I like it. I really like the, that little bit of a burnt flavor mixed with the, the chocolate in this beer. Now, did they do this in in um, an oak cask, or does it nope. say? Nothing? No, I don't believe any of the beers we're drinking tonight have been aged in anything except either copper hmm. or stainless steel fermenters. Because this has a, has a really uh, very full, rich taste. Mm-hmm. You even get a slightly smoky flavor out of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's because of all the dark grains that have gone into this beer you i think get... this is quite well balanced though i, I don't you know there's not one um taste that's mm-hmm. that's really uh prominent uh, to i thought this mm-hmm. was very good i think this is very good i like it i like it too yeah it's a good way like good this. way to start the night wonderful stable head on it we usually uh, will comment on the uh the labels as we go along and it's been my observation for what it's worth, and again, this is all anecdotal, so to speak. I don't have any empirical evidence to back this up, but it seems like many of the, the brewers who take some extra care with the label, the product seems to reflect that for some reason. They'll talk about how they do it, what they put into it, the effort, their philosophy, many different things, and I usually find that um, they seem good. And more than good, they seem quite excellent most of the time. Uh, Perseus Porter is a rich, dark, full-bodied brew that's creamy, smooth, and slightly smoky with black and chocolate malts. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, we got. I think we hit all of those. The other thing we look for when uh, when they make a claim on the label is do do they in fact meet a couple of standards? One is is the beer is it what they say it is? Number one, and number two, does it does it meet what a what a porter would 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 what you would anticipate a porter would would taste like? The drinkability and such, and I think this does on both counts. This got a um, two medals here: the Robert, uh, the, the Robust Porter category, Great American Beer Festival, Gold 1999, and Silver 2003. Hmm. The Elysian won won Large Brew Pub of the Year and Brewmaster of the Year in 1999-03-04 at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado. Dick Cantwell, head brewer. Nice little uh, kind of anime-ish uh, label here with um, Perseus uh, holding the head of Medusa in his nice. hand. Nice, nice label, nice beer. Excellent. So when we when we're scoring these, we uh, do them on a hundred point scale. So if you want to keep score with us, you can. I think we need a little bit of water here to rinse out the glasses. Like I said, this head is extremely stable and. Uh, has not gone away, even though we've finished no, the beer. No, not at all. I can see drinking a number of these without too much of a problem. You know, I mean, no, I, I mean, at at five percent, that's a really good. Just to let you folks out there in podcast uh, land know, 
Uh, we're in the man. Are there, are there really lands of podcast? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pod, Podlandia. Podlandia. Podlandia, the place where we all go once in a while. Our own little secret hiding place. Uh, but probably it's the nicest evening of the week out there, and we're down here in the man cave, you know, doing doing our, our Simply Beer for you. So hope you uh, appreciate our dedication. Yes. That's a good excuse to drink beer. Anyway, not that we need an excuse. I always need an excuse. We'll it's Monday. Here. It's Tuesday. All right. So next we're going to move on to the uh, Avery New World Porter. This here comes from uh, Avery Brewing Company in uh, Colorado. It is also a American Porter. Comes in at about six six 6.7% alcohol. So it's a little bit heavier than the last one. Yeah, the head is not quite as thick on this one as it was on the last one. No. That last head on there was kind of outrageous. Yeah, you got to be very careful. We should have known as soon as I opened it up and I got that big <laughs> poof. This one's a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. It's kind of more going towards uh, the brown ale, which is kind of where porters lie in between a brown ale and a stout. A little, yeah. It's a lot redder, too. Get a little bit more, one. I think, of the alcohol nose on this one than, than the last one, I mean, which would make sense since there seems to be more in it but I could I could detect it a little bit more readily so it's a, it's a much stronger hop presence mm -hmm. in this one it, it's more hoppy to me I'm getting more hop more caramel and slightly chocolatey smells good not not too dissimilar from the last one though I don't think well except for the hops I mean the last one was very coffee and chocolate like yeah this one much it's hoppier. very more like a, a dark IPA. Yeah. You know, Much as hoppier. far as the nose goes. But the taste is more of a traditional style porter. My my get my sense is that this the taste of this one may appeal to you a little bit more than the previous one, but we'll see. We'll see when we uh, roll the ball down the alley, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying the taste on this one as well. It's uh, it's a little less it's got still got that same burnt flavor to it but it, it, it's a little less obvious and and it's also a little bit sweeter too this this lingers in the mouth quite a bit more than the last one still pretty good head retention on this you can see mark's glass got some good lacing going on he had a slightly bigger head from uh, the initial pour but uh it looks pretty good um let's see what we got here new world porter Traditional kind of American sort of brew label here. Looks like this could come almost from the Sam Adams Company, the kind of label that is. If you get my meaning there, you know what it looks like. Yeah, this is a really tame label for the company. Is it really? Uh, we, we can look at some of these other ones I have in my beer cellar here. We have uh, Mesistopheles, uh Stout here, which mm -hmm. has got a demon oh, head on it. that's Mavery also, okay. Yeah, we got one down there, which is called The Beast, which is uh, Grand Cru. Yeah, well, those fit the those those fit the beer and uh, the style, I guess. And I, I guess since this is New World Porter, what they have is a map of the New World. And since I don't read Latin, but it says Americae Sive Novi Orbis uh, Nova de Descriptio. Anybody know Latin? Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, sure. <laughs> brewed and bottled by yeah, we always where do Belgians well, let's come get the, from uh, again? Babblefish. What on. do they call? It? What were people from Belgium called? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I was watching another podcast, and they asked the same question. <laughs> <laughs> and they said Belgianese. Belgianese. <laughs> Flemish. Uh, a traditional porter, big, black, and bold with a twist. It's dry hopped. Brewed with Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. Keep refrigerated. No kidding. Uh, let's see. What else does it say here? That's about all it says. So you see, like, the, the last one kind of went into the beer just a little bit more. And, on the label. a little bit more to it. Which, I don't know, you know, I think... I'm having a hard time judging this one. This is really kind of... That dry hopping, mm. it really kind of reminds me of a black IPA, which is kind of, I guess, a, a cross between an IPA and a porter, uh, or an IPA and some other dark, dark brown ale. I don't think this is very notable, you know. I mean, no. it does. Of... It does. You know, if you look at the uh, BJCP guidelines for a robust porter, which is what this is, 
it does meet the guidelines and it says in the guidelines that they may American um, porters or I'm sorry robust porters may be dry hopped hmm. may be oak age may be chocolate may be coffee <laughs> may be a lot yeah. of things I mean it's a pretty broad category no to me it's just not all that memorable it's it's okay I'm not crazily ecstatic about it mm-hmm in fact, I just knocked it down to the point <laughs> as a further reflection. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes on first blush, you go and you yeah. say, I don't know, you know. I might even knock it down another point depending on what the next three tastes like. Oh, uh-huh, there you go. That's tough. Well, you know, I guess in a sense you're comparing one to another. It's kind of what we do when we stay with the genre of beer. So let's, let me get another, another swig here. What do you think of it? I um, very much like the first uh, porter, the Elysian porter. Uh, this wasn't as creamy. It left my mouth with a drier mm. feel to yeah. it afterwards. Mm-hmm. This is a very I dry beer. Pleasure in my mouth that I felt with the first porter. I have to say, with a new granddaughter by the name of Avery, I gave it an extra ten points. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Avery locks out. <laughs> a little tough going up against the other one. They, they, they seem quite dissimilar, even though they were in classified as um, mm-hmm. porters, but uh, it was a little tough. I, I think I need to go through the rest of these. So far, nothing's blown me away. But then again, I think so far they've all been you know, fairly good. So. Mm, all two. All two, yes. Well, Rogue usually uh, is pretty decent, so uh, yeah, Rogue we'll see has what's, a uh, good reputation. I, I mean, I think all of these beers have good reputations preceding them. So, you know, I figured most of them should be good, but uh, you know, I'm never wondering know. about this Mocha deal. This is a Rogue Mocha Porter. Rogue Mocha Porter. Yep. So this is an Oregon beer from Rogue Brewing. This one comes in at five point three percent. It is. A, well, they call it a mocha porter, so okay. it's going to have some <clears throat> strong chocolate yeah. qualities to it. Not not all that dark, considering it's a mocha, where they're calling it a mocha. Nice head, very brown. This is a thick head. Tannish, tannish, beige, brown. <laughs> I, I think they're all going to be the same. I don't know. We can keep describing them, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is know, not too far different than the other, the previous two. You know, the, for 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 the style of beer, you know, you should expect a fairly dark head, you know, creamy tannish color. It should be fairly thick, and it should hold for a long period of time. And but the color is something that does change a lot between these beers. This one here is a lot more brown with crimson highlights. Um, whereas the ra- last one was a little bit lighter. Well, we've we've often have, uh, spoken about anticipating drinking the beer from the nose that one gets the, from the, the bouquet. Well, <laughs> gotta yeah, be let, careful, you know. Well, yeah, you know, there is no bouquet on this. No, I, I, just, I might reserve it's, bouquet it's, for this, right? But there is none, which was what I was ready to say. I, it's it's I, I keep swirling this and. I really got to dig my nose. I almost put my nose into yeah, the I'm foam. Yeah, I'm not getting much get, out of it. You know, with the last two, you could just kind of put your nose across the I rim of the grass. I think you got your nose in the foam, actually. Yeah. No. What's that? <laughs> you got your nose in the foam. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, but there's not anything coming off the the uh, the sea here. <laughs> I, I, it's it. What aroma I get is slightly chocolatey. A little burnt. This, it, but it's it's so hard Very to little. find any of like a fire one. that's been out for about five or six days. <laughs> so you you kind of know it was burnt at one point, but not yeah, because you can see recently. the charcoal. <laughs> not recently. All right, well let's hope the flavor, you know, over, overshadows the lack of aroma on this beer. Well, it's very thin. Uh, I'm. Well, I don't know. I wasn't expecting much just from from. The nose, and uh, I didn't get much. No, I, I, I'm right there with you. I did not get much chocolate. I, you know, you name a mocha porter, I would expect, you know, get that kind of flavor, but uh, I'm not. There's not much chocolate in this, as far as, you know, a taste goes. It's it's slightly bitter and slightly burnt. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, 
Unfortunately, this one's just not doing it for me. I'm surprised because usually Rogue comes out with yeah. uh, something cooking here. I don't know. It's, you know, these are like, sometimes I wonder, and we've talked about this before on Simply Beer, um, how many different things can a brewery do? And you wonder sometimes if they bite off a little bit more than they can chew. Maybe in that, sometimes uh, that happens. brews a lot of beer. Yeah, so. I know. And, and they they've been brewing this one. This is one of the, I think, one of their earliest beers that they were brewing. Oregon brewed. Okay, here's what it says. 13 ingredients. 13. Northwest Harrington and Clegg's. 130, this must mean something to brew heads. 135, 165, 95, 115, and 7080 Crystal. Beast and Chocolate. Black, Munich, and Karistan Malts. Centennial and Pearl Hops. Free Range Coastal Water. And Top Fermenting Pac-Man Yeast. No Chemicals, Preservatives, Additives. Ruddy brown in color, a bittersweet balance of malt and hops, yet a surprisingly light and refreshing taste. Well, you know, if they're going for light and refreshing, light. then they, they hit the mark. Eh. You know, but I would expect more from a porter than to be necessarily light and refreshing. Yeah, I don't know. I want flavor. Out of a beer like this, I want flavor. Again. I want flavor and I want aroma. And I'm not getting either of those out of this one. Uh, the, the flavors are subtle or subdued. The beer is not cold. I mean, no. it's probably... No, it seems like we, we don't have our thermometer yet, but... <laughs> yeah, simply, yeah, simply Beer has the order placed for a, a thermometer, but it has not arrived yet. <laughs> you know, so So my, 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 uh, my mouth thermometer here tells me this is about uh, probably around 50 to 53 degrees. Um, so it's not cold, so we're not, you know, hiding any of the flavors... You know, no. the aroma should be there with a, at a temperature like this. I don't think the, I don't think the mocha is doing anything going on here. I don't, you know, to me, I don't know. It's not adding anything to it. Uh, there's nothing that's coming up that it's. I don't know. It's disappointing again. Seems that there's no real residual pleasure in the in the mouth after you've swallowed it. You know, it's not no. hanging with you. No, it, there's nothing. You know, I think I taste more of the bitterness from the last two beers Could be. than this one. So what do you think? Move on to the stone? We're really rolling through. I know, we're rocking this, and rolling. Uh, podcast. Uh, but that, that, nothing's knocked me out here, frankly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. You might be listening to this saying, oh, it's kind of boring this week. And, you know, so far, I mean, there's really not been anything to write home yeah. about or, or argue about. And you after know, coming off the Black Ops from uh, last week... You know, all those and, beers uh, that we had last week, I mean, those were so good. Yeah, they were all the... It was really kind of, you know, it was one of our best podcasts. And, you know, yeah, being in really, that room that was so hot that, you know... It's a little tough. It's probably like driving a Porsche or, you know, I mean, uh, and then you, you, you're coming down to something else. And it might be a decent car. But, yeah. yeah. It was also a really long podcast, too, that we did. It was. You know, yes. we were probably talking for a good two hours. Yeah. You know, with all those beers that we had. Um, but anyways, you know... This, this mocha porter just left me disappointed. You know, flavors were, you know, subdued. A little too subdued. Yeah. It, it kind of, you know, as I was reading all the ingredients, I said, well, just maybe there's just a little bit too much going on here. Possibly. I don't know. Oh, I mean, what they, they listed for flavors, it should work. It should work, but you know, something's not Maybe working. they need more of the malt. You know, could you know, be. Boost the alcohol content up a percent, you know. Get some more malt in there, and, and it might work. But, you know, I'm not, you know, a brewer for Rogue. It's just my personal opinions. And I'm sure there's lots of people who, you know, may find this to be quite delightful, having something that's light and dark mm. um, instead of something that's heavy. Okay. You know, so if, if they're going for light, then they, I think they hit the mark. But um, it seems kind of more of a middle-of-the-road flavors. There's nothing that's going to... There's not a lot that's going to turn people off from yeah. the beer. Well, I, it's, the average, I don't know, I can't presume to say what the average person may or may or may not like. I don't think this would appeal to a broad range of palates. I think people who are into beer, porters yeah. and such, are not going to really appreciate it. I think people who drink lagers and such aren't really, they're not going to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say. Yeah, I'd l it'd be interesting to know how many they sell of this particular beer, uh, you know, in sales, how popular it, it may be. 
but it's it's hard to see where it's really finding a niche. Like you said, who's who wants to drink a porter and have you know a light and refreshing and the connotation just I mean refreshing certainly, mm -hmm. but light doesn't seem to fit the bill. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a good uh, transition for people who are lager drinkers into something with. I wouldn't. Color. Yeah, we talk we talk about this sometimes, and and you know in in, in introducing people to beer and. Yeah, I always say if someone if I if I invite someone over the house and say I'd love you I'd love for you to try this beer and they all they're used to drinking is mediocre beers let's just say I wouldn't hit them with this particular one. Give them the best. Well, what I consider to be you know better. I know we've had some other ones. I'd go that one twenty IPA for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a beer in and of itself. You know, there's nothing really out there like that right now. Mark, following your, your your analysis of the labels on the bottles, that's the probably the least creative label of the ones we've drunk, and perhaps well, it follows that, that progression you're talking about. I don't about. know. That's typical rogue sort of thing. Nothing, you know, they have the, um, I forget what they call this, this transfer process. It's not a paper label. It's, it's uh, printed directly on the bottle. But that's pretty typical of, of uh, how rogue does things. You don't have any rogues here, Peter? Uh, all I have is the XS series. Okay. All right. Which is their imperial aged beers in uh, kind of a half-corked, half-flip-top bottle. But here, here we're going on. Moving to the Stone Smoked Porter. Now, I was actually at a Stone tasting this weekend, last weekend. Yeah, what's that all about? Um, so we went to uh, a local beer club, um, got the representative from Stone to come and give us a tasting of some of their beers. Suffice it to say, it was a pretty lame tasting. The representative from Stone was well over an hour late to the mm. tasting. We had a taste out of these tiny, tiny plastic cups that you could barely get an ounce of beer into. Ah. And you couldn't even swirl the beer to... Right. You yeah. know, I, I like swirling my beer to be able to get the, that nose, the bouquet. But we couldn't do that because of these tiny little... They were like um, mouth rinse glasses. They were literally that big. And uh, he only had, there's 22 people there, and he only had two bottles of three of the beers and one bottle of one beer. So, 22 people with a 22-ounce bottle of beer? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, you know. So, really, it did more bad than good, I suppose. You know what? If I had not had other stone beers to begin with and the ones that we drank, I probably would be completely turned off from the stone brewery. You know, but here we are a couple days later, and we're actually drinking one of the beers that we tasted then. Um, I was, I bought this beer a while back because I wanted to try because I love the porters. So we got this tiny tasting, which we couldn't tell, you know, whether we were tasting plastic or, yeah. you know, it was the beer. It was, it yeah, was I mean, just you don't tough. even know how the beer might react in the plastic. Uh, oh, and it came, and it was cold. I mean, it was like 40, it came out of like an ice chest. You know, it was practically you know 38 degrees right, so not they didn't do all that well yeah. with that so you know come on stone guys i could i could get the get, help the your reps get yeah, get, yeah, get to well. be a little better tastings you know i've been to lots of tastings and, and that was just by far the the worst one i've ever been to it says a rather rather pleasant i'll say yeah. bouquet let's, let's move one. on here <laughs> i'll say a bouquet in this one because it's slightly like Maybe sweet uh, might be too strong a word, but it has a fairly pleasant aroma, chocolatey. Not a very strong aroma, though. But No, there's, it's there's, there, though. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go and search for it. I mean, you can just right. put your nose over the glass and you're going to get the aroma. So, But it is it, it is subtle, but it's there. Ah. It's, it's chocolatey and smoky. Well, I'm glad after two, uh, two beers that were not all that satisfying, this one has a little bit more to it. This one is definitely smoky. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's not over-smoked. No. Smoky can be a hard thing to do with in, in a beer. Because you can get it so it's just not there and it's a mislabel practically. Or it's completely over-smoked, which I've had beers like that. And yeah, it just smoking really ruined the flavor of the beer. Let me ask you something, O, o, o Brewmeister of SimplyBeer.com. Um, how, how does one get the, smoky, the smokiness in the beer? smoked grains ah. so you can take a lot of these dark roasted grains already kind of have that built into them um, just by the sheer nature of 
heating them to a certain point where they are basically on the verge of burning. So burnt, smoke, they kind of go together. But you can also smoke grains mm -hmm. as well. And it's, it's a very common practice in, with some of the Scottish smoked beers is they'll smoke the grains with like peat in the peat beds. Uh, you know, or with the peat from the peat marshes. I don't know what kind of grains they use here. Well, Looking we, at my notes. They uh, might say on the bottle when we get to it, because they have an awful lot of text on this bottle. It looks like, like 10 point, maybe not even 10. It might be 8 point font. Yeah, St Stone <laughs> likes to insult the readers <laughs> of the beer. <laughs> it's kind of funny. This is very good, though. It's, it's, it's just enough smokiness. I think it adds a nice dimension to the beer. Uh -huh. uh, and it's got other flavors going on also, the, again, the, the hint of it's, the It's not hiding the other flavors, and that's a real challenge with a smoked beer, mm -hmm. is that you end up hiding some of the other flavors that make a beer pleasant, you know? This is a dimensional characteristic of the beer, but it's also, you can taste the chocolate, coffee, a little bitterness. I wouldn't say there's much hop presence there, no. but uh, there, there, you can tell there is some hops in there. This tastes swell rolling over the back of the tongue. It's got too. a nicer mouthfeel to yeah. it than yeah. the last couple. It's it's a bit thicker, but the color, you know, is still that brown with the ruby highlights. You know, and it's a it's got a fairly good head retention here. I don't think I gave you the ABV. This one is uh, what is it? It's five point nine. Good beer. Yeah. Stone, thank you for not yeah. letting us down. North County, San they, Diego. They've been making this beer for a long time. They started producing this in 1996. So for an American beer company, it's a fairly long time. Um, so let's see here. Uh, they say so much on it. No, ingredients, nothing but barley, hops, water, and yeast. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a, just a little much. Um, excellent with just about any barbecued meats. Amazing, uh, amazing with fine chocolates, cheesecake, and other rich desserts, and pretty damn good with a PB and J sandwich. There you go. <laughs> Which they recommend on sourdough or squaw bread, <laughs> chunky style all natural peanut butter, and blackberry preserves make for the best combo. I wouldn't argue on that. It sounds like they did a lot of market research. <laughs> yeah, we should try that. Or is that uh, what the guy brought to work that day who was writing the label? Uh, you'll find a seamless meld of subtlety, rich uh, subtlety. Rich chocolate, subdued coffee, and light smoky undertones in this polished ebony gem. Delve a layer deeper and you'll discover hints of licorice, dark fruit, and perhaps even caramel. Hmm, maybe that's the dessert talking. Nice job, Stone. Mm. I like this. Yeah, least, this is a... At least a, we got some redemption after the last two. Yeah. Thank God. All right, so we got one left. The Flying Dog Gonzo Imperial Porter. Now we featured... Uh, Flying Dog on several podcasts before, and having had several of their beers in the past, I think they got a. Uh, I, I think they got some reputation to live up to. You know, I, I've really enjoyed a lot of their beers. Yes, um, and we, we left this one to the last because it's Gonzo, and we're Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> we take no IOUs here. <laughs> Basically, because it's the biggest beer that we're drinking tonight. It's um, under the the. The BJCP guidelines, it's labeled a Baltic Porter, um, basically because it's an imperial style. It's a big beer. It reaches a certain alcohol level. I thought because it had balls, they yeah, called it too. Baltic. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the uh, Flying Fish Gonzo Imperial Porter, straight out of Maryland. And Flying Dog, for those that uh, may or may not remember, is the Hunter S. Thompson labels, yes? Yes. And, uh, the logos. Although we have um, that smoked black lager that we had last week. I bought a bottle of mm -hmm. it. There's no Hunter S. Thompson label on that. There you go, Mark. Merci beaucoup. Uh, hey, that head darker. looks a little darker. More like a stout, at least in the color of the Don't head. Don't forget, this is Gonzo. <laughs> it's dark. Definitely dark. Very little red coming through on that one. Good thick head, mm. strong aroma. Yes. Yeah, there's there's almost no light coming through. I mean, this. I, I bet if you poured many stouts next to this one, you you wouldn't be able to tell the difference, in the styles. I would agree. But it's probably because of its imperial nature, adding much more malt and grains to to the recipe, must have increased the the color of the beer as well. Mm. 
very strong aroma. It's uh, very complex, I would say. It makes one look forward to drinking it. Yeah, it's, it's got sure. a touch of alcohol, a lot of sweetness to it. We talked about fruity aromas at the beginning when I was giving the description. I thought the this um, one definitely has a, a fruity. I thought the stone actually had a, a touch more of what you refer to as fruity. Mm. A little touch. Well, let's, uh, it actually it smells like it has a little bit of hops to it as well. Hmm. Very chocolatey. Wow. I, I would call that lush. Yes. It, it almost gets to the point of being lush like a stout. I. I and this kind of you know goes off the. I, I like I like the um, the fruitiness to this beer. There's a, there's a slight maybe like plum fruitiness hmm. to this beer. Well, that's why we can tell the hops. They're using this a brand of hops called Warrior Hops, which are just really strong hops, American hops. Also, the Cascade hops, very fragrant hop as well. I, I I'm really liking this beer. It's, I like it too. It, it's it's really thick. And I like that. I think three out of five is not bad. <laughs> you know, I think this this is probably one of the, my favorite porters I've had. And it's it's still got a lot of the... It, it still has a lot of the classical porter taste to it. A little bit burnt. A little chocolatey. Some slight coffee tastes in there as well. So it's Imperial Porter. World Beer Cup Gold Award. Uh... What year? Does it say? 2008. Oh, 2008. That's what it says here. 2008 Gold Award. Oh, that was last year. I mean, American that's a... style Imperial Stout. Dark, malty, and mysterious disparities. Wait, what did you say? Of... Imperial Stout? That's what they're calling it here. Maybe that's what it tastes <laughs> like a stout. That's, yeah, uh, when I said it was veering out of the territory, kind of. But no, wait a minute. Hold on a second here. It says Imperial Porter on this label. Then it says Gonzo American Style Imperial Stout on the neck label. <laughs> there is some quality control for you. We'll have to we'll have to Twitter them and ask them uh, what's the deal. Well, probably there's a bottle number on here. Is they did they put the bottle numbers on here? Nothing like that, right? Well, no. yeah, here it is, right here. Vintage 081 something or other. I don't know what the hell it says, but the the they have a thing a code you could probably. I mean, that's what I was thinking before. I mean, this to me kind of goes a little bit out of the realm of a porter slightly. Well, I think with the Imperial Porter, it's going to. Yeah. But this does get into that Baltic Porter, okay. uh, which is, is, is very lush, mm -hmm. dark. Uh, it's it's going to be more malty because it has a, such a... It's, it, it's going to be more malty because the alcohol content is much higher. So in order merits, to get that, on its merits, it's still a good beer. Oh, it's delicious. I mean, you know, you know, regardless of where it falls, you know, it's still an American. It's still an American uh, porter, as far as mm. I'm concerned. This rolls over the tongue, and, and it's so complex as it's as, as it's going down. A sweetness, uh, a chocolatey flavor. I mean, it's just it's just it's really uh, excellent. I think we did. I think we did good. I think we ended on a good note. I, I'm, I went on their website and I, I, I copied down some of the uh, statistics for this beer. And uh, if there's children listening, cover your ears. Uh, the, uh, their process, I quote, Double porter recipe, dried hop with a shitload of Cascade hops. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta love it. Did you do a talk about the label? Yeah, you did. The Hunter S. Thompson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, this this label in particular, if, if anybody's seen the movie uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, this label is just like that. Yeah, one of these days we'll make a movie Fear and Loathing in Newark, New Jersey. But anyway, <laughs> uh, not to diss Newark. I don't want to get any irate people calling, you know, about Me? Uh, dissing, <laughs> dissing, dissing Newark. Um, so this is brewed by Flying Dog Brewery, Denver, Colorado. Um, 7.8, we said all that stuff. Denver, uh, Colorado? Well, yeah. Aren't they now... It's says from Maryland. Well, under special agreement with Frederick, Maryland. Ah. I don't know what all that means. However, it's brewed in Denver, Colorado. All right. But uh, please, uh, clear up the neck label thing. It's I, a little, I will. A little I will, confusing uh, here. 
I'll Twitter the guys at uh, Flying Dog. I've heard some good things about the brewery tour as well. So. Yeah, one of these days. We're going to have to make a trip down there to hit Dogfish Head and Flying Dog. Don't forget, folks. Dog breweries. Speaking there. of breweries, couple of weeks I'll be going out to uh, be going to Bavaria, Germany. Cool. Doing the Flipcast from a couple breweries. I hope at least. Yeah. I have to go to Polliner at least. Have to do at least that one. Yeah. We're gonna look for Hans while I'm out there. By the way. Okay. This is nice. nice. All right. So uh, that that about wraps it up. Dad, why don't you uh, why don't you run down your scores? Well, I, I we can start from started lowest. with the list. Uh, start with the lowest. Lowest. We, lowest we generally scores. go okay. lowest and okay. then the highest. Okay, I'll do that. I gave my lowest rating to the the Rogue uh, Mocha Porter. Uh, I gave it an 84. I didn't get a lot of flavor either when it was in my mouth or as it passed beyond my mouth. Beyond that, I, I um, despite what I claim to be a 10 point uh, addition for the name Avery. Um, <laughs> My next uh, score was an 85 for the Avery New World Porter. Uh, I had tasted it right after the Elysium uh, Porter, which I found so very nice and creamy in this. I just didn't get that that nice mouth feel. Uh, in fact, it left me with a dry feel to my mouth, um, and not as as I felt not as nice a flavor. Moving moving up, uh, the Stone Smoke Porter. I was really beginning to like uh, this. Uh, it uh, had a nice smoky chocolate uh, flavor to it. Very nice creamy feel in the mouth. I liked it quite a bit. Nick, uh, now I gave an 88 to. He's got kind of fine points here. This is like judging uh, diving or Olympic gymnastics. You, you you don't know where to start, and then you you grade them all relative to where you started. True. Uh, so I was kind of filling in the hole here uh, because uh, I came with Stone uh, Smoke Porter next. Uh, again, great mouthfeel, nice creamy. Uh, I liked it uh, quite a bit. Uh, the Flying Dog Gonzo moved up to 89. I thought I was drinking a different different type of beer altogether there. Uh, I prefer the Porters to the the stouts and this tasted more like a stout. Yeah, it did but kind, in fact, I liked it a lot. Well, still. I'm glad you liked so, it. So I gave it the 89, my second highest uh, rating, and uh, then I have to tell you, the first beer I I tasted tonight, the Elysian Perseus Porter, with all the mythology there and so forth, it had a wonderful head, a great creamy feel, nice color to it, too. Uh, and I wrote a note here. I, I could enjoy this well into the evening. Uh, I could start. <laughs> and we might, because we still have a half a bottle. Well, this is very good. I could start right after dessert. In fact, I was eating a piece of pie just before this uh, podcast started. I like this. I gave this my best rating of ninety. And had had it been later on the list, I would have given it a higher rating okay. because that's All where right. I started. So. Good. As the uninformed left coast view, <laughs> there you have it. Thank you. All right, Mark. Okay. Um, I did a lot of revising as I went along, but that's okay. Actually tied for, I don't like to say last place. Least, <laughs> least favorite of the five. For, yeah, that's much better. I was trying to, reaching for the words. Uh, my least favorite, so to speak. Uh, the Avery New World Porter and the Rogue Mocha Porter. I gave them 88s, which for me is kind of a low score. Um, but I'll say this, and, and, I, and I think what what uh, was thinking of is that they're just not memorable. There's nothing going on that makes them stick out in my mind. I often talk about your hand is on the cooler door. What are you going to buy? There's many, many, many choices in life. And if I saw the flying dog Gonzo or the smoked porter, the stone or something, you know, my hand would go for that first. Uh, Avery or Rogue, Rogue sticks in my mind because you see so much of it. But in this case, I thought it was um, disappointing. Uh, the Avery was a touch bitter for my taste, and I, I didn't find it all that pleasant. At a score of 91, the Elysian Perseus Porter, I thought it was rich, had a full taste, 
but I, I left the table feeling, actually I'm still sitting at the table, but <laughs> I left the table feeling that it could use a little bit more oomph and, and just a little bit more tweaking. I thought it was a damn good effort. Certainly, you know, not, don't think 91 is a shabby score on something like this. Uh, drinkable, uh, I thought it had a great taste, and I, I, but I think a little bit more work can go into the beer to, to kick it up maybe just a little bit more. Uh, next would be my Stone Smoked Porter, which I rolled in at a 94. As I described it, I say smoky, but not too. Chocolatey, but not too. Satisfyingly rich. But not three. Satisfyingly <laughs> rich. Um, I thought it was a well-balanced beer. I, I, I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit, and uh, I think 94 is a good, good solid score. And uh, at the top of my list... Maybe not a surprise. Flying Dog Gonzo. Uh, this beer is Gonzo. <laughs> Gonzo! <laughs> uh, it does what it says it does, and it does it damn extremely well. Uh, hard to find fault with it. I, I thought it rocked. It was, it was flavorful. It was tasty. You know, you walk away with something that, that, that you can hold on to and say, wow, you know, I'm going to look for some more Flying Dog product. Yeah, I, I think you're right on the money there. All right, my score is a little bit different than I think uh, your scores. Uh, my lowest of the evening was the uh, Rogue Mocha Porter, which I gave an 86. I thought the uh, flavors were completely subdued, no aroma. It was, uh, I mean, some of these beers were just left you blank, but this one's just, it didn't even come close for me. Next up was the Elijah Perseus Porter. It was okay. I gave it a 90. I thought it was a fairly good example of a porter. Might drink it again if I saw it on tap somewhere. Hmm. I'd probably drink it again. Uh, I thought the flavors were were well balanced. But with that said, it just kind of left me not really liking it or disliking it. I kind of was ambivalent about the beer. Uh, next up was the Avery New World Porter. I like this one for the reasons that Mark said initially. Is that it reminded me of a black IPA, which I really like. Um, it had a very strong hop presence, which I liked. Even though the beer was pretty dry, I, I, I did enjoy that. Next, at what, a nine, what did you rate the Avery? Ah, uh, ninety-one. And at a ninety-two, I put the Stone Smoke Porter. I thought it was better balanced than the other ones. I think the smoke added another dimension to the beer, which was enjoyable. It wasn't over-smoked, which is a dangerous proposition for some of these beers. Um, but the chocolate, the caramel, it was all nicely balanced. I, I would probably buy that beer again. And finally, uh, of the night, as at least Mark had, was uh, the Flying Dog Gonzo. Uh, Gonzo! <laughs> yeah, it, it was bonkers. I mean, I, I put that one at a 95. And I thought I really, really enjoyed the fruitiness of the beer, uh, the chocolate, the aroma. I, I thought it worked really well. It was a good... I don't know if it's quite along the same lines as the rest of the porters were, so it might have a slightly unfair advantage with me. But nonetheless, I like to end with a big beer. So we ended with a big beer. So... Okay, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, upcoming for Simply Beer. What do we got going on? In July 14th? Is July 13th. 13th? We'll be at Andy's Corner Tavern, or Andy's Corner Bar, in Pagoda, New Jersey. We'll be doing a, a podcast from there. I think we'll be uh, sampling whatever he has on tap. And that I'm looking forward to that, I'll that, tell you. That's going to be fun. Well, you know... When you mentioned drinking something uh, in draft style out of a tap, I mean, I have fond memories of, of drinking many beers that way. And, and it's cool to drink these different beers, but, you know, sometimes just out of the bottle. Yeah. I'm, you know, I think I always get the feeling like, like I'm maybe missing something. So that's going to be a great uh, trip. I, I think that's going to be fun. And then for me, the day after, I'll be going to a uh, Garrett Oliver lecture at the Museum of Natural History. And for those who don't know, Garrett Oliver is the creator and owner of Brooklyn Brewery, 
He's a very big presence in the craft beer industry, so I'm looking forward to that one as well. You going to bring your ops uh, bottle so he can sign it or what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Should. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know if there's anything else going on in between now and then. That's yeah, another good. podcast. Yeah, we got uh, a full plate coming up. Yeah, we're, we're closing some in. more uh, beer, for sure. Yeah, closing in on our 20th uh, podcast soon. Yeah, this is number 17. We're in the middle of the summer season, uh, July. Good good beer drinking uh, season. Hopefully it will dry out here in the Northeast. Yeah. And, uh, I, think, I think next week we're going to do something a little bit lighter than we've been doing lately. I don't know what we're going to do yet, though. Well, we shall see. Yeah, I'll look at the... You know, the, the challenge, I think, with, with the, this type of beer that we did tonight, the, the challenge is, I think you... People, my expectations are ratcheted up to a degree, and I'm looking for something a little bit more. Yeah, you know, and 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 uh, I think that's important. If you're get, if a brewery is going to um, make a foray into this into this type of beer or any type of beer, I think they should have some pretty firm footing. And that Japanese beer we tried a couple of weeks ago, I mean, they didn't know their ass from their elbow on that deal as far as I'm concerned. Well, that particular beer, I mean... That uh, particular one, but, you know, that just goes to show you how far afield one can go, perhaps, in in not knowing what one is doing. But sure, uh, we'll do another one. Yeah, maybe we'll just kind of clean out the uh, Peter's Beer Cellar here. I got a lot of stuff. We'll drink in some... uh, I'm going to do some tart beers next week. Some, we'll try Lambic, we'll do uh, maybe some Grand Cruz, yeah. who knows. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we can uh, go back to one of the first couple of casts we did, revisit uh, that style of beer, perhaps again, or for you know, go into another, go where no man has gone before. And we'll, we got lots of, we got lots of beer <laughs> trekking here. Trekking on, so to speak. We'll trek out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll keep it a surprise. I think we, we next week. Right. <laughs> next week, I'm just gonna pick out some beers out of my beer cellar, and it may not be any one particular style, but just some beers that I feel like drinking. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. So this concludes uh, another beer brawl, and uh, I think this week's uh, winner was the Flying Dog, Gonzo. I think overall it, gave, it got a pretty good rating from everybody. So. Thank you to Mark Jackson. You're welcome. Stephen Kennedy, my dad, <laughs> um, for your hard work tonight. Appreciate it. My I'd, pleasure. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you had a good time. I add uh, new content several times a week on simplybeer.com, so read and please leave your comments. We like to look at them. You can also subscribe to Simply Beer Podcast on iTunes. Follow Simply Beer on Twitter at twitter.com slash simplybeer. Or join our Facebook group, Simply Beer. This is Peter Kennedy, brewer and creator of Simply Beer, saying goodnight, and may your pint always be full. I'll be back tomorrow night and drink some more. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, no, you the one drunk. Look at your eyes, man. But you're so high. Don't you tell my lady now. <laughs>